Welcome to I'm Not Dead Yet with Judy and Travis, a podcast about living an extraordinary life with extraordinary circumstances. Welcome to the I'm Not Dead Yet podcast. I'm your co-host, Travis Robinson. I was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease in 2014 at the age of 35. And I'm your other co-host, Judy Yaris. My husband, Sandy, had Parkinson's disease for 18 years, and I was his care partner. Today's episode will be unveiling some exciting news for our listeners. Well, we're excited about it. I don't know how exciting it is for those to listen to, but we're going to Spain. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, we can cue some Spanish music coming in. Absolutely. <laughs> you know. I'll bring my castanets, you know. Yeah. This sounds I'm, like fun. It sounds like more than fun. It sounds like a wonderful opportunity. Um why are we going to Spain? Because that is where the WPC 23 is being held. And that stands for the World Parkinson's Congress, for those of you that don't know. It's a right. meeting of the minds, great minds. And Travis and I, of course, are part of the great minds, right? Right, <laughs> right. We've actually been invited. So we are um, of that ilk, and we'll be sure to take our microphones and our headphones with us so that we can do a podcast from Barcelona. Bar Barcelona. I think that's yes. the correct pronunciation. Barcelona. Yes. <laughs> um, from Barcelona. We are um, speaking about this show that you, dear listeners, have made it possible because you have downloaded us over 5,000 times in over 32 countries, and <laughs> you have given us the bona fides to appear and talk to the World Parkinson's Congress and at least make a show that we know what we're talking about. Right. It's pretty exciting, Travis. I mean, I remember when you first asked me to do this and I thought, oh, well, some of our friends will listen. We'll get maybe 35 or 40 people from support groups and stuff that will tune in and, and hear what we have to say. And I figured it would sort of phase out slowly and quietly. But here we are, 5,000 downloads strong. And um that's pretty nutty to me and, and pretty exciting. And for those of you that are downloading and listening, thank you so much, because this is a great opportunity for Travis and myself to do this. Yes. And we will be um, cross-pollinating the minds of the world's foremost Parkinson's researchers. The WPC is an organization that exists for the purpose of this conference. Every three years, they hold a meeting with all of the world's researchers in PD. That is folks from Africa, Asia, uh, Australia. Sweden. Sweden, England, UK, Europe, North America, South America, and 
they put the researchers, the doctors, the patients, and the advocates all in the same room and like bunnies in a box, they shake them up so that they can <laughs> be friends. No, um, they <laughs> they get them to talk to one another so that they can exchange ideas, which is really brilliant. I don't know of any other disease or medical study that does this. Judy, do you? I, I don't think so. I think I haven't. I'm sure there must be something like this, but I, I think this is so amazing. And I can say that I did go to the one in Portland, which was in 2016, maybe? 20, yeah, yeah, I think it was 2016. Right. And it was such a great experience for us to go. Sandy loved it so much. I loved it so much. We we went, uh, Nessa and Mike were there and Mark Siegel and we ran into Dr. Tagliati and there were so many people together and Brian Grant spoke. It was, it was just a very inspiring four days and wonderful to be able to do it. And I wasn't able to go to Tokyo to the last one, but I am so looking forward to this one. Yes. And it is not only the opportunity for us to, you know, go to Barcelona and, and, you know, eat some tapas, but it is a chance to meet all the researchers. Like I was sharing with Judy before the show, I have no idea who the top researcher in Australia is, but I'm sure I will meet them. Yes, that's exactly right. Like we know our little village here in Los Angeles, and we know some doctors from the East Coast as well, but this really gives us an opportunity to expand our horizons. And for those of you that are listeners from other countries or just listeners even in the US, if you have questions, if there are special things you want us to try to find out about, you know, shoot us an email, let us know. Because I think this could be an opportunity for us to also represent you at this particular event. I mean, it's... Yes, uh, absolutely, Judy. A hundred percent. If you listeners want the chance to ask any question of the world's Parkinson's researchers, send it in. Show at IndiePodcast.net. That show at IndyPodcast.net. And we will ask. Yeah, we'll try to find out. I mean, I think there's just so much information. There's so many new delivery systems and all these. There's new research being done. I, I just think it's so exciting. I'm... Uh, I'm really jazzed about going, you know, aside from the fact, as Travis referenced tapas, but I just want to say one of my favorite shoe companies, Camper Shoes, they have four stores in Barcelona, Travis. So we have to allow oh. a little shopping time for me because I love shoes. So I'm excited for more than just going to the conference, if you don't mind my saying, even though I am thrilled to be going this time. But, you know, there's... Judy, whatever works for you, we can allot some shoe shopping time. Thank you, because I'll need fine. it. I'll absolutely need it. Thank you. That's important. But I, I do think it's a wonderful way for us to get the word out and for people to hear about what we're doing. Um, 
you know, I've had talked to people from groups and I've run into people and they say, oh, I love your podcast. We've been listening for a while. And it, it, I think that Travis, you inspire people to do better with their PD and in a way it's, or not, maybe that's not the way to put it. I think you inspire people to be better people with their PD. Does that make sense? That that you inspire them to push through the difficult times, to see that you can do it, that you can live life fully and have some incredible experiences that they otherwise might not have even considered before. And I think that that's so important, you know, for people to hear that. So I'm I'm thrilled that we get to do this. And I do want to say that Travis will also be presenting the Faces of Parkinson's Project. And for those of you that were listening back last um, September, that's when Travis had photographed 27, wasn't that the number? Yep. 27 people with Parkinson's and not only did a photograph of them, but turned that photograph into the most incredible woodblock print. And I I think, you know, Travis, if someone is new listening in, maybe you can tell them what the mission of that project was and why you wanted to do it. Um, so that project was, tangentially started as an offhand comment that I had made in a support group meeting that I said, well, I could just photograph everyone who has PD, that we could send that as art. And that, of course, turned into a well, I said it, so now I have to do it. And then it was like, what is it about these people that makes them interesting for portraits? And I found through the process of doing the portraits that each one of these folks had an incredible light shining from within them. And they were all committed to living their best lives possible. And I wanted to showcase that, to give these folks a chance to be seen. Parkinson's shuts us down. It quiets our voice. It it reduces our handwriting. And it makes us smaller and more diminished. But these 27 folks are not, they are not diminished. They are shining brighter than before. So that was my mission. And if you want to check out the examples, you can do so at travisrobinson.photo. That's three W's dot travis robinson dot photo and click on it block print portraits of faces of pd good commercial travis i like that <laughs> i i think it's it was such a wonderful um expression and i think it it really made people feel great that they could participate in it but also to show the diversity of who's yes. in 
the Parkinson's community. It's not just a little old 80-year-old man hunched over a walker. Yeah. We have women, we have men, we have younger folks, we have older folks, we have different ethnicities. And I think for that, it has so much value. It really represents the world of PD. Yes, or at least the slice of it that is um, present in Los Angeles. Yes, that's present in LA, exactly. Yeah, it's it's pretty wonderful. And um, the work that you put into it doing the wood blocks was quite incredible as well. Thank you. Well, I will be taking my camera to Barcelona. So if there's anyone listening that has PD and would like to have their face added to this project, shoot me an email. We will make a uh, impromptu studio in our hotel room <laughs> and shoot some more. What a wonderful idea. I hope they're not going to be lining out the door, you know. Well, I <laughs> kind of hope they are because <laughs> I can get through the photographs pretty quickly. It's when I get home and have to woodblock them all right. that I get buried. <laughs> well, it's going to be really exciting. And I think that we're, we're thrilled that we have this opportunity to share with people the work that we're doing as advocates for people with Parkinson's. And that's really what we're doing, Travis. You know, we're teaching people to become their own advocates and to speak out and to be visible. And that, you know, that's the one word that always comes to mind for me is that as people have more symptoms and they start to feel less about themselves, this is an opportunity for them to really open up and talk about their PD and be forthcoming with it so that the world understands what it is to have Parkinson's. If you have 100 people in a room, you have 100 different Parkinson's in that room. Right, so, 101 at least. Yes, exactly. So I, I think it's going to allow people to see that there's no, there's no single PD. It's just combinations of, of symptoms that make up PD. And that's... That's what's so important. Because as I was talking to folks uh, last night, when I went to the Lineage Follies, a quick micro plug here, that was a great show. Um, for those of you who are not uh, hip to it, uh, Lineage is the Performing Arts Center here in Pasadena, California that offers free acting, singing, and dance classes to folks with neurological challenges, be that Parkinson's, MS, uh, stroke, uh, TBI, uh, traumatic brain injury, or any other uh, neurologically spicy um, situation you may find yourself in. They put on an annual show called The Follies that Sarah and I went to last night that was great. Oh, I'm sorry I missed it. It sounds um, like it would have been wonderful to see. It, it was. 
But have no fear, they will do it again next year. Good. Then we can go and visit. <laughs> I'll definitely be there next year. I'll be off my uh, quarantine here. <laughs> right. I'm back in the world. Unrestricted access. Unrestricted access, exactly, which I'm so looking forward to. So one yes. thing I want to talk about a little bit today, Travis, is the weather. You know, we've been talking about the weather for the last few months. It's been raining, 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 and more rain, and then a little more rain, and a day of sunshine, and then more rain. Right. And now it looks like we're finally coming back to Southern California weather. We might get a shot of rain here or there. But the truth is, we have sun, we're getting into the low 70s now, and this is a perfect time to, if you've been feeling kind of down in the blues and feeling a little bit like you don't want to leave your house, you don't want to go outside, this is the most wonderful time to take a walk. Because even if you have allergies, because there's a lot of pollen out there, by the way, worst pollen year we've ever had from what I understand, but there are amazing sights to be seen in the world right now, in our backyard, on the side, right off the sidewalk at your neighbor's yard. There are plants blooming and showing in a way that they have not shown for years in Los Angeles. I mean, it's just amazing to me to see when you just take a little walk around the block, which is what I'm doing these days, um, to see how the plants are doing at all these wonderful spots. And the, the colors are amazing. The flowers are amazing. This this is my favorite time is springtime, I think, when everything is just starting to bloom and and we get a great a great look, shot of sun that's so wonderful and i think that it's a great time for you as a person with pd or even as a care partner who's feeling kind of overwhelmed and feels like mm -hmm. you just don't know if you can make it another day to take a 5 minute walk just step outside your door. Even if you're in an apartment and you don't have your own garden, step outside the door and benefit from what's happening at a neighbor's or on the parkway because it is so beautiful right now. It is in Los Angeles. And if you're listening from somewhere else in the world, step out your door and take a picture. Send it in to us. We would love to hear or see what your view out your window is like. Right. You know, Travis, I got an email this morning from uh, someone from my support group who lives in Minnesota, Ginger. She's one of our favorites. And she said that her it was in the 60s on the front of her house. So she sat on her porch in the, the front porch of her house because the sun was shining and it was in the 60s. But she said in the back of her house, there's no sun and there's still snow on the back porch. And she said, this is typical for Minnesota. And I thought, well, this is probably going to be typical for for LA or surrounding Los, greater Los Angeles because when you drive on the 10 freeway now, I'm still seeing snow caps on the mountains around us. And yes. it's April. It's it's hard to believe that we're seeing that. So the weather is so perfect. 
And sometimes we just need that little push to just walk out the door. Take five nice deep breaths. Just see what that feels like. Breathe in slowly. Count to four. Hold it for four and exhale for six. And if you do that for five times, it will change your mood right there on the spot. It'll give you a little ray of hope, no matter how funky you might feel. Yes. Judy's prescription for uh, hope is breathing. Yes. Let me tell you, if you're not breathing, well, you are not in a position to need hope. (laughs) That's true. I mean, I just think that I, I'm excited. You know, I, I walked out into my backyard, which by the way, folks, I just was allowed to start doing that like a week and a half, two weeks ago, um, because I had to step down to my porch and I wasn't allowed to do those steps. And two days ago, I walked into my backyard and all of a sudden I saw a plant that I have had planted Uh, for at least six years, maybe even seven years around my, I have this one area with some roses and it had a totally different look to it. It's actually, it's always been a very plain green leaf. And now it's actually got this, it's a horseshoe geranium, which in other parts of the world where they have water, it probably is very common to see. But mine, because of the drought, had lost its color variation. And now I have this sort of neon green and purple going on the leaves of this plant. And it was so exciting for me to see that. And I know it might not be exciting for other people to hear about plants and the colors that they <laughs> turn into. But but for me, I think it was a sign that definitely gave me hope that this is going to be a great planting season and that we're going to see some spectacular shows of flowers this year. And everybody should stop. You know, when they say stop and smell the flowers, there's a reason that we have that expression. And that's because it makes you feel better when you are in tune and you're mindful of what's around you. You're in the present. You're in the moment. You can appreciate the birds. You can appreciate the trees. And it's such a great opportunity. Yes. And and I really like that you picked up the mindfulness aspect of that saying or phrase. It is... Um, been around for a long time, and it is one example of mindfulness before it was cool and yes. <laughs> all buzzwordy. But um, it is just take that you know extra two seconds of your day and smell the flowers. Do something that will enrich your life bringing um, sensory input into your world that does not do anything else for you but make you aware that those flowers are there. Yes, I, I think that's important, Travis. We get caught up in moving quickly or not moving at all and just sitting on a chair and watching TV all day. and. The world is going around 
around us. The world is still revolving around us. And there is constant change and all these things are happening around us and we don't notice it. But if you can take a moment and stay in that moment and see what's happening in the world around you, um, aside from the awful news that we hear, I just want to say that you know, we get caught up in the negative. But if you can look at some of the positive things that are happening, and those are minute little details, a flower blooming, a bird chirping in a tree, something so small, they can have a great impact on you in your day. Yes. And we wish all of our listeners uh, impactful days. Yes. So, so with that, We'll call it a wrap and wish everyone to go out, take a photo of what's outside your door today. Send it in to us. We will do something with them. I'll put together a collage or something. Post it on the I'm Not Dead Yet website. That's That's a great idea. That's your homework, listeners. Send it in. All right, Travis. That's a wrap. Bing. Bing.